Today on State Scoop's Final Priorities Podcast of 2023, brought to you by Scoop News Group. Kansas's plans for digital government and cybersecurity, and Maryland's new CISO on his plans for the role. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world, and you'll learn about the latest news and trends across the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Kansas is prioritizing defense in depth for its cybersecurity. The state's deputy CISO is Mark Abraham. He, along with the state's chief information technology architect, Alex Wong, tell me about the state's plans for cyber and digital services. So uh, we're working on security service rationalization. So we're looking at defense in depth, which is all the layers of security, and uh, we're mapping that to cybersecurity services. And then we're looking at the ones that we can service in-house as well as the ones that maybe we need to broker to be successful with. Sure. And, and Alex, what about you? What are some priorities and projects in your, your side of the house? Yeah, so I'll answer a question by starting with uh, our vision statement, uh, which is uh, anywhere, anytime, uh, digital government secure service for the state. And I think that's where, from my role as a state IT architect, we try to um, look at projects that is going to the direction of that vision. So specific projects we were looking at is a lot of standardization and also policy setting, right? So standardization, we are working on a big one, which is a uh, job IT IT job title standardization project. So we're trying to make sure that all the uh, recruitment are using the same requirements and also qualification are the same. So start to build a really deep uh, career path so that we can continue to keep and retain uh, good IT workers for the state of Kansas. And other projects that we're working on, uh, we're also working with uh, a lot of different non-capital agency to provide a single enterprise licensing platform so that we provide the same experience for all the citizens of Kansas if they, have, if they have to renew or to apply for professional licenses and give them the same look and feel so that we try to platform and standardize those services for the state as well. And lastly, we're also looking at uh, uh, the first generation of uh, Gen AI policy we've created for the state. And obviously, those are technology that continues to evolve very quickly. So we are looking at vendors. We are working with other stakeholders and agencies to look at what the next generation is about. So I definitely want to get to Gen AI in a second. Uh, but Mark, I want to talk to you about defense in depth. It's you know something that, that has become uh, relatively standard in, in cyber practices and, and people are, have sort of rallied behind that and, and, and zero trust as these, you know, these landmark uh, concepts and approaches when it comes to cyber. Tell us a little bit more about how that applies in Kansas and, and how you're thinking through defense in depth. Sure, so and I'll even have an AI tie with it because I've been using AI to help me with this. Uh, to do the analysis and, and map things faster. But, uh, you know, it's very is very basic as far as uh, using services and defense in depth, but most entities don't have those mapped very well and they're not satisfying all of those layers, which is critically important. The more layers that you can uh, plug those gaps with, the less attack surface and the less attackability uh, that the hackers have basically to get into your infrastructure. So uh, one of the things that I did was actually look at what are the most common defense in-depth layers and then used AI to look at what are the common services. Um, it's not sensitive information, all of that's out there. So you can use these AI tools to just answer and analyze general data questions and then you can kind of take that data in and customize it like I did. So I got it to draw out a basic mind map of the mapping, 
which was fabulous. It did it in like three minutes. <laughs> and then I took that uh, mind map and I customized it uh, with our internal more proprietary information to make uh, the whole experience more secure. So, uh, and we're looking forward to doing a lot more with AI. So uh, maybe our own private AI instance uh, so that we can start leveraging that. There, there's a lot of bad sides to AI, but there's a lot of upsides too. So we have to balance that out and get some of the good versus all of the negative uh, talk and possibilities with it. Right, that's great. And Alex, you know, again, the generative AI policy, Kansas was one of the first out uh, of the states and now you see a flurry of, of executive orders and policies coming out. Uh, tell us about putting that policy together. Uh, what was top of mind and, and sort of what are you thinking about now as part of that process? Yeah, so the thought process behind it when we first generate the first version is really education, right? Like because this is so new and people hear the news, they hear the word ChatGPT, OpenAI, right? But they really don't know like how exactly going to impact the direct business process. So we're trying to use that policy to look at um, educating the potential use cases and also where are the catchers, right? Specifically on risk and liability and copyright content. Uh, so that people when they engage with this because we know they will engage with it one way or the other, right? So we try to get in front of it and basically put those guardrails in place. So when they are doing those uh, Gen AI interactions, they have that in their mind of what are the things they need to keep track of to continue to look at the potential use cases while not putting the state into risk. And so with, with both of the projects that, that you two talked about and, and with the, the priorities and projects that you said at the beginning, uh, a lot is on the horizon for you in, in Kansas. Uh, we'll start with you. What, what's, what's your you know, six-month vision here? What, what, what are you going to deliver and, and make sure it gets out into the, into the world in the next six months? Yeah, you bet. So one of the things we're working on is making sure we have uh, frameworks and common assets that the state as a whole can use, uh, even private industry for that matter. So it's NIST based. We've been doing a lot of work on that. Um, and then some of the internal stuff we're working on is privilege access management, uh, GRC, the governance risk and compliance lifecycle, and being able to do some automation with that. Uh, and then again, we're going to be looking at what we can do uh, with the AI and some of the other spaces with uh, SIM. Uh, you know, event management and those types of things, detection. So a lot of exciting things on the horizon for us coming up. Yeah, I think what um, Mark is going to bring to us is some of those um, exploration opportunities on Gen AI. And I think that's going to be really exciting for us to look at those use cases, especially in an environment that we can control. And it's a safer environment for those experiments. Uh, and on the policy setting approach, I kind of mentioned it earlier, continue to evolve in that, especially looking at what vendor is putting out there. Because there's a lot of applications that we use, a SaaS application. They put it out there and we really need to evaluate whether it's something that we want to adopt and how do we prevent us from accidentally or unintentionally putting private data for vendors to uh, scrape. So those are the things that we will continue to keep a very close eye on. Alex Wong, Kansas's Chief Information Technology Architect, and Mark Abraham, the state's Deputy CISO. You can read more about them and Kansas at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Maryland's new CISO will prioritize integrating the priorities of Governor Wes Moore into how the state is approaching cybersecurity. Greg Rogers is the state's relatively new CISO. He tells me about how he's approaching the role and what's coming next for the state. Well, I mean, one of the big priorities, obviously, is just learning the organization, learning my team, getting to know the state, 
and, and specifically the other agencies that I'll be working with, uh, learning the governor's priorities and, and my secretary's priorities. Um, beyond that, you know, centralization of security for the state is a big thing that's been built into legislation. So my predecessor had just written the uh, centralization policy for the state. So, you know, I'm working on rolling that out. Um, a, a big piece of that is getting like EDR and, and vulnerability management out to all the agencies, getting visibility of where we are, doing assessments, um, bringing them into our SOC and our ISAC. Those are two big things. We really want to build that, that standard approach and, and get the visibility so we know what's going on out there. And then we can turn around and do incident response and, and remediation and help them. And so when you when you look at a centralization project like that again, you know, good that good that the the, the reports that there, the plans there, uh, but in action, it's its own beast, right? So so what are some of the the challenges and the, the things that that you're sort of getting ready for yourself to to manage as part of that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I would call it sales. I mean, that's that's what we're doing here. You know, we're selling our plan to the other agencies who operate independently. Um, you know, so it's really about building relationships, getting out there, talking to the other cyber leaders, talking to the secretaries and the executive directors of all the different agencies, specifically within the, within the uh, executive branch. That's where I operate. Um, so it's all about that relationship building and, and understanding, you know, their pain points that either they're feeling now or the history behind some of the things that have gone on and, and finding ways to work with them on that and, and hopefully ways that we can really avoid repeating history and, and doing that again and, and really getting them at ease with working with us and showing them that you know we're not here to take over we're here to supplement and, and help them and then maybe they can focus on on some of the other priorities they have and and leave the cyber to, to me and my team and you, you talked a little bit about some of the uh, the technology that part of this centralization will enable you to, to do things like that so from a kind of nuts and bolts tech perspective for cyber, like, what are you excited about diving into? What do you see on the horizon for you guys going forward? Yeah, it, uh, the the SOC and the MDI SAC are really big. I love having those tools, um, and you know, being able to get the other agencies as well as like local governments and and ultimately maybe schools into it. You know, really a, a build kind of like a whole estate approach. I mean, that's a hot, hot topic right now. Um, it, it's something we're starting to talk about and, and strategize. Um, you know, so getting that in, and again, it helps with that remediation. It helps with that discovery and that monitoring. Um, I've already seen the value in, in both of those where we have discovered things before they become a breach or before they become an exploit or, or you know, a malware delivery, and, and we've able, been able to act on it. Uh, the, the team is really good. They do have some of those relationships with the departments that are already onboarded here. So, you know, everybody is working together on this and just getting more people involved, building my organization, building those relationships. That's really where I see us going uh, and, and just really getting that centralization in so we can all be on very similar platforms and, and take advantage of the economies of scale. You know, if I can have one sock for the whole state, I can have a much smaller team because I don't have to have you know dedicated people spread all over the place. And then those agencies now letting me do that for them, they can focus on other IT priorities where you know maybe it's maybe major development projects or, or other things like that that are really important. 
Right. And then to, to close this out again, you've, you've touched on some of this, but looking forward, you've been in the job six weeks, looking forward to the next six months. What does that look like for you? What are some of the, the quick wins, the things you want to make sure that you're achieving uh, between now and then? So quick wins is still one of those hard things to figure out. I think just rolling out uh, more of the, the EDR solution is a quick one. Um, you know, the next six months, what I'm envisioning is, you know, building a GRC team, helping to modernize, you know, our, our governance, our policies and strategies and, and, and standards, um, helping to build processes that, that everybody can work with and understand, you know, really try to simplify some of that and, and get that rolled out to the rest of the state. So it's, it's just that, that overarching strategy, really defining that better and, and building those relationships to get everybody on board with it. That's, that's what I see over six months. Um, I, I think the real nuts and bolts are going to take a little bit longer to, to roll out. And, and, you know, I think that's okay. I think that's understandable with where we're starting from. Greg Rogers, CISO for the state of Maryland. You can read more about him and the state's cybersecurity at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. That small extra step helps more people like you find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher helped put it together. The entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week or next year, I'm Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.